What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. In this town, everybody's something other than what they really are. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Duck Podcast. We're back. We're together for the first time in a long time. So that's good news. Uh, a little housekeeping, as we are wont to do, especially when we come back. Um, no trivia today. We have one final matchup in the first round, and both of them could not do it this week. So we're pushing it to next week. And if we can get one for next week, I feel like I'm just going to kick the other person off and just Ooh. add in the, pressure the next alternate. So I think I think that's fair. I mean, we gave them the opportunity. I told them you got to be available at this time. Like I understand one week. But especially when it's the last round, I gotta I gotta keep this thing moving. That's my goal this round, which I did not do a good job of last round. Uh, another thing, so our ads. Some people are saying, "Oh, I, I can't. I'm not hearing your ads anymore." So our ad run ended. So there is a little spot where we take a break, and then if we don't have any ads, that's just gonna be blank, and we're gonna come back. But if we do get another ad run, then that ad is gonna fill in there. So. If you don't hear an ad, that's probably the reason why. Now, the bad news is we're not making any money off of that. So if anybody wants to advertise. That's true. You can advertise or there is a listener support option on our thing. So I'll put a link in there. Um, and if, if you guys want to do like a Patreon or something else, let us know if that's easier. Uh, but yeah, if you want to support us, you want to throw us you know, a dollar a month or something, keep the lights on. Feel free to do so. We're not going to decline your money. We're also not going to make this like a premium podcast either. So we'll still come to you. Although the content really is premium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll still come to you semi-regularly, depending on where Kevin is in his travel adventures. And uh, yeah, well, we'll still be free. But if you want to help keep the lights on, help support us, please do. Uh for those that support us, so I don't know, we'll mention them on the show or something. They'll be, they'll have preferential treatment because we're not above being sellouts. It's just like people who donate to candidates. Yes, you do get preferential treatment. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll also put this link. This is like a, a feature I recently discovered. So we can take voice mail messages with mm -hmm. our new podcast hoster. So I'll put the link there if you want to send us a voicemail message. Uh, whether it's a quack question or something else. If Ooh, it's I, I want to hear people do their, their best impression of Mike, me, or Kevin. Mm. Oh, Let's get nice. some of those. Yeah, and I'll, I'll work them into the show. I'm going to play them on the air. We might just work them in after post. I don't know how it's going to work, but I figure we should try and see what happens here. So uh, I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, other than that, I think it's time to check in with Kevin and his cryptocurrency uh, kin token. If you're unfamiliar, December 2016, a young Kevin with dreams of being a millionaire invested $300 in a cryptocurrency called kin token. 
It has steadily declined since then. Last time we checked, I believe it was at an all-time low. It was like at $9 or something like that. Uh, Kevin, where are we today? We are back in double digits. Okay. So we're at $10.07. Okay. It's barely over double Rebounding. digits. Rebounding. <laughs> yeah. Just on that skyrocket to the moon. All right. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, despite it, it sort of plateaued, though. It was it was steadily declining. It was really in a free fall. And then it, hopefully this is rock bottom for your sake. They're, they're like locked in a, a legal battle with the SEC right now. So I'm, I'm curious to see if that outcome uh, triggers any movement. Oh. Well, that's got to inspire confidence in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's I mean, good. You know, all press is good press, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think we talked about this before, but what is this legal battle uh, regarding? I think it has something to do with um, how they raised money, like mm. at, like like as the sale of a token to raise money for a venture. I think that is what is at issue. I could be completely wrong about that. I haven't really followed it all that closely, but I did see the other day that um, that the kin. Uh, token team like responded with like a 32 page response or Ooh. something that they posted publicly and so uh, a lot of swears I guess it's in all, there. Uh, open records anyway but um yeah it's, a lot of name uh, calling i have no idea i did not read it well I, as I, someone who's got I, a lot of money I invested do not plan to. as their loan investor i think all right let's move away from kevin's financial troubles to a happier topic uh tommy what is the topic today We've got a Mighty Ducks uh, minute today, and I uh, I really like this one. It's oh, okay. I was worried about this It's a star-studded. It is. I mean, kind of. Near the end, it's star-studded. But anyway, Mighty Ducks minute. We take a random minute from one of the three films in the trilogy. Uh, we watch it multiple times. We break down what's happening. Um, we've done it for quite a while now, but this is going to be minute number 142. So this is minute 37 to 38 in D2. So things are going well for the Ducks at this point. They've made it to uh, Los Angeles. I believe they've won their first game. Bombay. They beat Italy. Yeah. So I guess that's the second game because there's Trinidad and Tobago too. So they come back and Bombay is um, really the face of Hendricks hockey at this point. And he's just, we just cut really to the beginning of a scene uh, with a sort of photo shoot there. So let's play the minute now. change your thinking. What do you mean? You see, in this town, everybody is something other than what they really are. Hi, I'm Terry. I'll be your server. Terry, let me ask you a question. What do you really want to be? Really? Yeah, really. Head of production for a major studio. Yes, perfect. Thank you. We're done. See what I mean? Everybody wants to be something bigger. Listen, all I'm saying is, you could be big. I mean, Costas big. NHL stars Neely, Chelios, and Robitaille. All right, what are our first impressions of this minute here? 
Well, for the, for the listeners who might not have been able to see the clip because they're like driving or something, it so it's a photo shoot, um, and you know Bombay is kind of like seeing all these models, whatever, and then he's um, he's getting his photo taken. So there's like you know quick little snapshots of some photos of him posing with like a hockey stick and some like Hendrix girls, and then it goes to the uh, the party, of course. Yes. Um, my first uh, like reactions from the from the clip are the music is on point. Um, oh yeah, the Mr. Big Shot playing Big as stuff. as you can almost see his ego growing um, <laughs> is is pretty just just great great stuff. I think there's a, a couple of really good um, filmmaking techniques in this uh, in, in this particular uh, these two scenes. Um, you know, foreshadowing really um, with the way that, and of course, if you didn't watch the clip, um, they kind of have a big fan that's like you know, in Bombay's face and it like is screwing up his hair. Mm-hmm. And and so we know that Bombay changes his hair as he delves more into oh. his Captain Blood character. It's a good um, detail. And another thing is uh, during this photo shoot, um, Bombay has a tie on um, and he takes that off when he goes to the party because he is still not like on the Hendrix dark side yet. But we all know that he's on the path. So I think it goes to show that Hendrix... Like this persona, it's all Hendrix. Hendrix gets in his head, and that's the reason he becomes Captain Blood. That's the reason why he, you know, wants to be something else, wants to be bigger. If it wasn't for Tibbles putting these ideas in his head, you know, I don't think he ever becomes this prima donna. This is incredible. This is the I think this is the best reading of a minute we've had so far. Because I was like, oh, I don't know about this minute. It's just like a montage scene, and then they go to the beginning of the party. But the detail about the the fan and the hair, and then he slicks it back as Captain Blood. Great point here. Uh, he is wearing a tie, and then he pulls it off. I think he's just trying to go cash at the party, though. I don't know if that's really a full uh, well, cause he, foreshadow. He, he doesn't think he needs to be someone else at that point. Mm. Like That's who he is. He's casual. Okay. And he's not trying to impress these people, but then he meets them. And, and they kind of... Um you know, blow smoke up his butt, you know, they uh, tell him how great he is uh, the entire time. I don't even know if that's the right way to use that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I they're, right. they're, they're feeding him. Uh, they're stroking his ego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think Steve Brill himself creates yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, not only does he create the character of Gordon Bombay, but he maybe he he has a big part in creating the persona of Captain Blood. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just what did you make of Steve Brill's performance there in the 14 seconds we saw him? Uh, I, first of all, it was significantly less than 14 seconds. I'd say it was closer <laughs> to three seconds. Um, but you could also tell that there was like a bunch of stuff right after because it cuts right when Bombay was like turning to like say something to him. Mm-hmm. So I wonder like how much they were ad-libbing, how many different like takes Brill did where he said like a different name, like you could be bigger than Costas or whatever. I, I would like to, uh, whenever we do have Brill on again, ask him um, who that actually was supposed to be. Um because we looked up the credits and it's credit. All of the celebrities at the party are credited as celebrity at party. So does that mean that's Steve Brill? Or does that mean that's some other celebrity oh, that he's supposed to be? I see what you're saying. So was Steve Brill playing Steve Brill? Yeah. And that's just a little, I don't know. I always assumed he was just a random guy. But I think it would make more sense that this Hollywood producer, director writer, creator, all this dude is there and, and giving Gordon tips about how to maximize his potential. 
uh, marketing wise. And you, you could also ask the question like, who is Steve Brill trying to be? Because you know that's one, that's one of the themes of whenever um, Tibbles is walking Gordon through. Mm. It's like everybody that's there wants to be somebody else. So is this like some meta way of Steve Brill wanting to be somebody else? He wants to be an actor. Yeah, he's always wanted to be an actor. Wow, wow we're getting deep here. This is <laughs> this has gone a direction I did not foresee coming. But I guess that's the beauty of the pod. Uh, let's back up real quick. Uh, a lot of extras in the background here. We got the model girls. We got the people at the party. Did anybody stand out for you in terms of the extras acting? Uh, there was a guy at the bar that was like spitting some pretty serious game, it seemed. Um, and it seemed to be landing most of it. Yeah. Um, it kind of cuts away. You don't really get to see the, the, the resolution to that. But um, that, and I, I seem to recall that the bartender was wearing like a pretty loud shirt, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but beyond that, those, those are probably the two that stuck out with me. Yeah. So is this guy you're talking about, was that when they were talking to Terry, the waitress? Yes. Okay. I think I saw him too. Yeah. And he was... He it's, did, like a, it's like a black and gold and it seemed like it was, I think. But, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think he he does a great job though. Like he is really the, the focal point of the conversation with like three people there. So I think uh, if I'm thinking of the same guy, maybe it's a different guy, but uh, we don't know. We'll, we'll have to review the tape here, but... Either way, great job by that guy. Uh, Tommy, did you have anybody that, that came to mind here? Well, of course, um, Terry, the um, the server at the party, jumps out because that's yeah. Nurse Julie from Heavyweights. Uh, and, of course, Heavyweights is, um, you know, the movie um, Steve Brill uh, wrote it. Is that right? Yeah, I and think so. directed by Judd Apatow. Yes. Um, no, reverse that. Reverse that. Written by Judd Apatow, directed by Steve Brill. Mm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's uh, so that was a nice little uh, call out there. And, you know, I was looking at the trade of food that she was holding and it looked like it was very much like this is food that is just going to be like a good prop. It's not going to like look weird after anything. It's like fruit. So it's like nice yeah. and colorful. Um, but yeah, good job by her. If she was like a hostess at a party I was at, I would like say, hey, you're doing a great job. Yeah, I did think she did. She like really made the most of her lines there. You bring up a good point about the food. It was like it was some yeah fruit based was was there like cream on it or something it kind of looked like it was fruit on like a cre- cream and a cracker or something like that okay. was it just like a fruit salad like fruit with uh, whipped cream uh, maybe it was supposed maybe. to be whipped cream yeah 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 i thought it i thought it was there's some sort of whipped cream in there but uh again we'll have to review a lot of details here we should try to get um Nurse Julie slash Terry on the podcast to really okay. ask about this uh, hors d'oeuvre tray. <laughs> Thirty minutes on the hors d'oeuvre tray. I like it. All right, I'll I'll see what I can find. It wouldn't surprise me if like Tibbles at this party like like eats one of those like fake props. Like that just seems like a ca- like Tibbles would do in character. He's just funny. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> Anywho, I like yeah. Tibbles. So. In terms of the photo shoot, we, we see some still frames. Um, my biggest question, like you have all these models here and then they're wearing these like big, bulky hockey jerseys. Obviously, you want to get the Hendrix across, but I feel like there was a better way to do it maybe than sticking all these big jerseys on these women that didn't really like fit right. 
I think that's like a, that was just like a style thing. Yeah, it's nineties, you know, baggy yeah. clothing, and it's not like they were wearing like, if I remember correctly, they were wearing like short shorts. Like, you yeah, could see yeah, it's almost legs. like like a slumber party with with like Gordon, you know, like that kind of vibe, which is kind of a weird thing to say, <laughs> but like I don't know, that's like what it feels like, you know, like he's there and all these women, yeah, obviously, all these Hendrix honeys are here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I can see that. Uh, they were very young, also, by the way. They seemed to be very young. You mean the like... models, like, in relation to Gordon. Well, well I guess yeah. Gordon's character is supposed to be, like, 32 or 33, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, like, early 20s, I guess. Yeah. They're probably all 18. One would hope they're 18. <laughs> <laughs> Treading into dangerous territory. Now, I didn't really think the pictures, the, like, still frames we got were all that good. Um but I might be mistaken. It was like Gordon was doing some weird poses. Uh, he had one where his like legs were turned. It was bad. I didn't like it at all. But uh, hey, what do I know? Do we know where these photos went? Like what it was for? I'm guessing it was like a Hendrick promotional magazine or brochure. It's like pre-internet. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. I would say, yeah, I would probably say some sort of ad in a magazine. The magazine ad, maybe hockey in, billboards, I, I, maybe. And I, I, oh, billboards, yeah, for sure. And they probably like use it as like handout press photos, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know they'd be like, oh, we need a photo about Bombay. Oh, here's this one. It's got yeah. these Hendrix girls around it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the girls weren't in it, but Bombay did have like a cardboard cutout of himself. So I'm assuming it came from the same sort of deal there. So maybe there were more cardboard cutouts as well. I don't know. I don't remember. All right. Um, anything else here that we need to touch on? Uh, I I just had this pop in my head and it, and it it starts to get into it during the clip. But I was gonna ask, who among the celebrities at the party would you? I, I almost want to remove Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from this, mm-hmm. but who would you say was the most successful in their career? Okay, because Kareem is just like kind of next level on that yeah. that group. So maybe remove him. Okay, and then of the rest of the celebrities at the party, who would you say had the best like athletic? achievement career so you have christy yamaguchi and greg luganis olympians gold medalists i think greg luganis won gold i don't know we'll have to look it up and i'm pretty sure christy yamaguchi won gold but we'll, yeah, she... we'll look it up too then you have chris chelios one long time nhl member hockey hall of famer multiple stanley cups cam neely i believe he won a stanley cup in boston um i think he's still involved in the the or bought the Bruins organization as well so I don't know if you count that sure so yeah so I mean he's probably added a couple more cups there and then Luke Robitaille Robitaille longtime LA King he might even be the GM of the Kings at this point he's still involved as well I can't remember I'm not good on my NHL front offices I'm a little out of season there. Um, Greg Luganis has four Olympic gold medals, one silver. But we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, really was like the face of the franchise after Captain Wayne Gretzky left there. So um, that is tough. I would. Well, before we decide, Greg Luganis, after retired from diving, he began to compete in dog agility competitions. So oh, that's also pretty big. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Luke Robitaille is the president of the Kings, not the GM. Um, 
in terms of so we're taking we're taking like the dog agility into account and the post playing career. Is this just I guess athletic we career? Throw the dog training in there. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Yamaguchi also was inducted into the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame, and she was the celebrity champion on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, Dancing with the Stars. Cam Neely, president of the Boston Bruins. I was going to say GM for him as well. And she won, uh, I guess, just one gold medal. Wow. So, I mean, just on gold medals alone, I think Luganis tops Yamaguchi. Um Ooh, the good question is, I'm sure some of these hockey players have won gold. Now I have to look it up. Yeah, so Chris Chelios won a gold in 96. Oh, that's at the World Cup of Hockey, though. Silver at the 2002 Winter Olympics. Um, if we're taking post-playing career into account, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove Chelios, although he probably had the best overall playing career. Um, so the question is now, I would say I would be inclined to pick Greg Luganish just because four gold medals is probably more rare than being a hockey hall of famer. Christy Yamaguchi also is the author of always dream pure gold and figure skating for dummies. Oh, well, Greg Luganish she was also number, has a book. number two on the New York times bestseller list. Greg Luganis also has a book, Breaking the Surface. Mm. And Greg Luganis, of course, is like an LGBT activist. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving it to Greg. I think that Greg overall, but uh, I was definitely more familiar with Christy Yamaguchi when I like started watching these movies. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, granted, were they all pretty, they would have all been pretty entrenched in their respective success already by that point right uh luganus was like six seven years removed from the olympics okay and i think yamaguchi was like the height of her career maybe right then i was just gonna say it's um like good on disney or whoever made these decisions to get these these uh uh athletes that they weren't just like young players that ended up becoming nobodies mm-hmm. you know um i feel like that's always a risk with things like that something that doesn't age well um so these were all very, again, they might have already been pretty entrenched. Yeah, Yamaguchi won her gold in 92. 92, so. yeah. Yeah. So I think, if I remember correctly, when we talked to the director of D2, he said they got Chelios, who was out in California, and he brought along the other two. Or he brought along Cam Neely. I think Luke Robitaille was out there playing for the Kings. Luke anyway. Robitaille happened to just be on set, <laughs> catering. <laughs> but, okay. So so I'm taking Luke Gaines, Um but to go back to Tommy's point, if we're talking about when I saw the movie, it would probably be Chelios. But, um, Tommy, you're taking Luganus. Luganus, and then for the second point, I would say Yamaguchi. But I think Luganus overall. Kevin? Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, I definitely... I, I think for me, it was kind of the same thing where like I recognize... Well, obviously, it, we're not counting Kareem, but mm-hmm. um, I recognize her over them more so probably because i'm not really that yeah. big of a hockey fan but. yeah it's a bit of a deep pull for some like cam neely was great and he's in the hall of fame but i don't know how many young people at that age knew who cam neely was yeah so um yeah so all right back to the minute here after our brief olympic debate uh anything else before we go to mvps mm, nothing here all right 
MVP of the minute. Obviously, you have Gordon Bombay. Most screen time. He's in pretty much the entire minute. I think he is in, in the entire minute. Maybe camera's on him every single uh, second of the minute. Yeah. But uh, you have some. You have a lot of extras that maybe stole the show. You have Don Tibbles, who really gives a nice speech there and, and really proves a point to Gordon there. Who are you taking for your MVP? My MVP is Tibbles, and it's because Bombay... Does he even say a word the entire time? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know that he does. He just so. kind of is like he, starstruck. He's just the yeah. He's like time. reacting to everything. And so Tibbles, I I like this is Tibbles and his element. And so you can really appreciate the character. And like when he's talking to um Terry, um the server, and he like gets her answer, and then he like kind of like grabs her real quick like on both sides like oh yes good job and just kind of like ushers her away. It's like a very Tibbles moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like that was kind of a dick move by Tibbles. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was definitely a dick move. He's like, oh, thank you. That's enough. And yeah, like, yeah. pushes her away. It's kind of like condescending. Yeah. 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 You're done talking to the yeah. great Don Tibbles. Um, but I thought Tibbles, is my, he's my MVP. I'm going to go with our boy, Steve Brill. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think because he kind of kicks off like the the like just effusive praise, uh-huh. you know, of Gordon and kind of like sets that uh, like that tone for like the seed of the of uh why am i f- forgetting the name doctor no captain, captain blood captain, captain blood. blood thank you uh, blood. <laughs> yeah. i was like Doc. i didn't, didn't know where you were going with that at all um uh but i think he kind of the like, original plants that seed so do you okay. think this is where um uh christopher nolan got the idea for inception definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. it's like solved like, that mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like in sports. There's like coaching trees. There's like movie trees off of the Mighty Ducks trilogy, mm. and I think we add another branch with Inception. Uh, I am going to agree with Tommy. I think Bombay. I was originally leaning Bombay, but as Tommy points out, he's just sort of pushed around in this hole. He's just sort of guided around, and everyone's talking to him. But yeah, Tibbles really gives a great speech. Yeah, really, out of like when you pull the the interaction with Terry the waitress out of context, it's really a cringe worthy moment when he just says like I'm done with you. <laughs> so uh, all great stuff from Tibbles. I'm giving it to Tibbles. But uh, also maybe runner up is is the house because the house is pretty dope. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't discount the house. So. If you have thoughts, you know where to find us, thequackdeck.com. Go there, contact us at QuackDeckPod on Twitter. You can get also you can message us on Facebook if you want. It's not as visible. I, I like when it's more visible for people to weigh in themselves. But you can go to Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash QuackDeckPod. Anyway, let's take a short break, and then we'll come back with the Quack question of the day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. Kevin, let's get into it. What is the quack question today? If you're unfamiliar, I should say, I should, before you, Kevin gives away that quack question, you ask us questions on Facebook, Twitter, 
Um, I was going to say Instagram for some reason, but really through the website. Or you can call in your questions email. now. Yeah, voicemail questions. Mm, I like that. Find the link in the show notes. I think we had one ever uh, voicemail question from Stevie Yanks before, uh, but maybe we'll have more. He actually just sent it in a file through Facebook, so <laughs> this is a little more advanced. So I like that. Uh, we picked the best ones. We try to answer them. Kevin, what is the quiet question today? Um, so this one comes from Stevie Yanks. Uh, via Facebook, um, and his question is: Both Goldberg and Ham from the Sandlot enter the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on the Fourth of July. Who wins? All right, good question. I think we obviously know Goldberg works at a restaurant, so he's got access to food. He's got access to large quantities where he can test his metal. How much sort of uh, – do we have any sort of evidence about how much ham can eat? I was going to say the same thing about Goldberg, though, that we never see it. That's true. Like, he he does seem very guy. at home at that picnic that he stumbles into. Uh, yeah. Like he knows his <laughs> way was, around a picnic blanket. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about ham. We, we have the, the tobacco scene, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like he's always chewing gum. And he, because okay. he has like strong that jaw. um strong jaw that uh that bubblegum cigar. He's like, I'm the great Hambino or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he I, wants to be like the babe. So he wants to eat. I see. I almost want to say that it would be Goldberg because he's bigger, but that yeah. ne- doesn't necessarily mean better in eating competitions. Well, if you think think about D1 Goldberg versus mm-hmm. um Sandlot Ham, um, then they're closer age, um, as opposed to like. D three Goldberg yeah. would destroy him. Yeah, that's I a mean, good just because he's hit puberty. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think if it's weird, like we know Ham, as you mentioned with the tobacco stuff, like if it's weird, if it's like cow brains, I think Ham is down to go in. Oh, yeah. Where Goldberg's a little more hesitant. But if we're just talking food quantity, I think Goldberg. Working at a deli, having access to large amounts of food that he can at least practice on, I would give it to him. Uh, let me let me frame it this way. I think Ham would win because uh, they play baseball all day, every day, mm-hmm. and so he would. He probably has a pretty fast metabolism. Yeah, you know, um, Goldberg just sits on his ass, doesn't really do much. Therefore, wouldn't be wouldn't be burning as many calories, things like that. So I'm going to go with ham. Plus, um, his name is a food. So <laughs> I want to offer a third option, uh, in keeping with the theme. Rudy Zoltek from Little Giants, mm. who was the token fat kid in the movie, um, who is always he eating. eats a lot. Yeah, he, he uses his football helmet as a lunchbox. He's got. A, <laughs> oh yeah, he has a, he has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> And he's he like, uses puffs. It's like Cheetos. Cheetos. Crunchy or puffs? <laughs> puffs. <laughs> Wuss. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, I mean, Rudy would obviously destroy them. But you do bring up a good point about Ham playing baseball all day. So I'm assuming he comes in, eats quick, and goes out. And in the hot dog eating contest. Doesn't he steal someone's bait. food in, in Sandlot? Isn't there a scene where he, like, Takes like a hot dog, a from literal someone? hot dog. Yeah. I think. Oh, oh, maybe. Yeah, that sounds familiar. All right. Yeah, um, but at the same time, baseball. Think about like, like Mo Vaughn and David Wells, like mm-hmm. excellent baseball players. Also, larger gentlemen. Yeah. So you don't have to be like cut to be 
uh, a good baseball player, but is are there fat hockey players? I mean, there's big no. hockey like you know, larger than six I, feet. And no, this is kind of off on a tangent, but I always thought that goalies were fat because of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people probably get that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then it's like, oh, wait, Dominic Hasek? He's like a rail thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm leaning. I'm sort of second guessing my pick of Goldberg just because at the time element, I think Goldberg can eat more overall. But if we're playing Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest rules, it's how many you can eat in 12 minutes. And I'm not sure Goldberg has the strategy or the speed to beat Ham, who who is. I think Ham so- is a more driven competitor as well. That's true. Yeah, Goldberg. You can see Goldberg sort of crack under pressure. Like he he is obviously frazzled even when he scores in D three, where Ham seems for the most part pretty confident. He's pointing to the fence and that kind of stuff. So I think he's cooler under pressure too. That's a good point. I think I take Ham in both, honestly. I think um, I just think he knows his way around a, a kitchen, you know. Um, but I am just considering D one Goldberg, uh, yeah. who is still a bit of a uh, a marshmallow. No, I like yeah, the Rudy idea. If he's in this, also he wins. I th- well, yeah. I think Ham would give him a run. Like it would be like, oh, it's surprising close, but Zoltek pulls away. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in agreement, Kevin. You're going with Ham as well. Yes. Timed and overall. Yeah. Okay. If this was turkey legs, would that well, be any different? And another reason is because like Ham loves Babe Ruth, and Babe Ruth was like famous for that. Yeah, you know, so I think it'd be like a matter of personal pride to uh-huh. him. Absolutely. Could you beat this? This actually came up on Twitter, but could you beat any one of them in a turkey leg? Ooh, that's. I mean, is it me now, or is it me? Because <laughs> if it was me when I was like in high school, like playing basketball, I would pick me. Well, it'll be like you. No, you as a twelve-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I'd pick me. Interesting. As a twelve-year-old, yeah. I used to eat like crazy, man. Interesting. My my relatives wanted to fly me out to Philadelphia every year oh, uh, for the Wing Bowl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to go back in time and get a twelve-year-old Kevin, and then find a twelve-year-old Ham. Why don't we just get the uh, the grown-up versions of, of Ham and and Sean Weiss here now? <laughs> That's the oh. easier thing to yeah. do. Yeah. If, it, if we're talking about English. easier of getting two <laughs> actors here as opposed to getting time travel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll work on it. Uh, so I'm gonna have to. They can just stay at Kevin's, you know, condo. There have been calls for another turkey leg challenge, haven't there? Yeah, we talked about like a Hassenfeffer challenge. No, well, but, recently, over the last like few weeks on Twitter. Well, yeah, at For the Gonzo has been going hard on you against the Mighty Ducks. So um, any of the Mighty Ducks. And he wanted us, or she, I don't know who, um, to to give the odds for each specific Mighty Duck mm. versus Kevin. But mm-hmm. Mighty well, Duck now or like Mighty Duck in their prime? Like I think Portman could... Oh, yeah. yeah. Do a number. Yeah. Well, that's a topic for a different day. For now, I'm going to work on not time travel, but getting the actors <laughs> to Kevin's condo. We did so, all dress up like Marty McFly this year for Halloween. So. Oh, yeah. Back to the future. But anyway, this is going to be a little more than just dress up. So I'm going to <laughs> I'm have to get on it starting now. Use so plutonium for your thecorrectdeck.com. Go there, contact us at CorrectDeckPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash CorrectDeckPod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us which ducks you think 
Kevin could beat in a turkey leg eating contest. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>